Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am talking about a topic that I just sort of stumbled on a few days ago. And I'm going to give a little backstory to how I landed on this topic and why I think it's so important right now. So I was looking at a Facebook group that is meant for women athletes, and there was a thread that came up on there, and the women in that thread were talking about, in a lot of various different ways, how they have lost touch with their identity as athletes. And because these are all women that participate in sports or competitive events, and these are the things that drive them. These are the things that they train for. And now we're in a, in a world where we haven't seen them for the greater part of this year. It's been, you know, over nine months now uh, without consistent sporting events. They're happening various places, but most of the time it's just not happening. And, you know, as time goes on, uh, the, what I was seeing in this thread was just more and more despair, more and more feeling lost, more and more feeling disconnected. And one person in there said that she didn't know how to define herself as an athlete without a sport. And that's that really stuck out to me. That really stuck out to me. How do you define yourself as an athlete without a sport? And that's the topic of today's podcast. I decided because there were so many people commenting on that thread. And I actually took that topic into my own Facebook group, which is called Ageless Women Athletes. And I asked that question there. And we had some responses from people that were like, well, I may do for a while. Because, you know, like everybody, we all thought this was temporary. And so they may do for a while. But now as we're getting into the end of the year and going into a new year, where we don't see you know, very specific sporting events on the horizon and ways for us to put our training to the test where more and more people are starting to feel that disconnection, that feeling of like, who am I if not for this, right? And so um, that's why I thought it was really important to take on that topic because here we are, as I'm recording this, this is the end of November, we're heading into December and then we're heading into a new year and there's a lot of question marks around what that new year is going to look like, if we're going to get back to being able to run races or being able to compete, whatever that looks like for you. There's a lot of question marks around that. And that's leading so many of us to wonder, like, why do I even get up and exercise? What am I training for? How do I create the motivation if there's there's nothing there? There's no like end there's no end zone, right? There's no finish line, however you want to define it. And so we're feeling disconnected with our athletic selves. And so today, that's what I, I want to talk about, how you can reconnect with your athletic self, whatever that means for you, even if we go into a 2021 
without competitive events, without a sport, as it were. So uh, I'm going to go back in time a little bit and tell some of my own story and how I identify and have identified as an athlete. So um, most people know, because I talk about it all the time, I used to play roller derby. Uh, I played roller derby for 11 years, and that was my first introduction to a sport. And when I started playing roller derby, it very quickly became my whole life, like everything. It was so energizing for me and I was so passionate about it. And it's what I wanted to be doing. It's what I wanted to talk about. It's like that joke about CrossFit. Like, can you do CrossFit if you don't talk about CrossFit, right? <laughs> well, that's what roller derby is. There's so many different sports that you can fill in the blank with that with that sport. And roller derby, those who do it understand that it's like, are you a roller derby player if you don't talk about roller derby 24-7? If you don't you know, eat, drink, live, breathe, sleep, roller derby. That was me. I was so engrossed in that sport that, um, well, first of all, I met the man who would eventually become my husband from roller derby. I met him through a mutual roller derby skater. Uh, We got engaged on the track. We got married on the track and he ended up getting involved in the roller derby league. He's not a skater. He got involved in the roller derby league to spend more time with me. He became our stats keeper. He became our DJ. Like he did what he was good at so he could see me more because otherwise he would never see me. Um, That's what it was like. I was gone all the time. I was at practice every night and I was fine with that. And when it came time to walk away, And it eventually became time to walk away for a lot of different reasons. I walked away in 2014. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Hardest thing I ever had to do. And I I stayed kind of involved at a distance for another year or two. I was coaching. I was teaching classes. So I, you know, people joked that I was terrible at retirement. That's how connected I was to roller derby. And when I played roller derby, what I found, and you you might relate to this, is that I had roller derby friends and then I had everybody else. And, you know, I joke that it's like Harry Potter. It's like you're either a magician or you're a muggle and muggles don't understand magicians, right? The muggles outside of the roller derby world didn't understand why we loved this thing they'd never heard of so much. Uh, They didn't get why we were so passionate and only wanted to talk about roller derby all the time. And so that was you know, that was my community and my friends and my family were inside of that sport. And so when you walk away from that, you separate from that a little bit. And thankfully, many of them are still my friends and I consider to be family, but it's different. It's different when you leave. It's different when you're not involved anymore. And now, you know, I look at roller derby and they're in this very difficult place where they cannot even train for their sport. Like there's some of us who who run races, who do do running races and cycling races and OCR and things like that, where we can still train, like we can still do the training as best as possible. Like they cannot legally do roller derby practices right now. Um, They can work out, they can exercise, but they cannot do the drills. They can't do contact drills. That's all not happening. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to what they've done to sort of work around Uh, a little bit later in this episode because there's been some creative things happening in the roller skating and roller derby world that I think is important. So, um, but that's an example that I wanted to use was that roller derby is one of those engrossing sports. And I'm sure, you know, you don't have to play roller derby to understand that feeling. 
I'm involved in obstacle racing and that community is pretty tight. Only people in obstacle racing really understand what obstacle racing is all about and why we're so passionate about that. And again, you can fill in the blank with just about any sport, cycling, triathlon, uh, you know, pickleball, you name it. <laughs> they all have a community and only the community really gets you, right? That's why we're, we're so disconnected with the sport, with the competition, with the practice, with the training, uh, with the growth. You can feel lost. And it's understandable to feel lost. So I understand. And I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who both are feeling this and understand that you're feeling this as well. And I'm, you know, I, I hope that connection helps. I hope that, you know, it often helps to know that you're just not alone. You're not alone in feeling how you feel. So I'm going to go over a few ways that you can reconnect with your athletic side and reconnect with your athletic self. And they're really rooted in what sport and competition and being an athlete, the foundations of what they're all about and why they gain such a place of importance in our lives and what we can do about it. Okay. The first thing I'm going to talk about is competition. To start I'm going to tell you the dictionary definition of an athlete. What I read when I looked up the definition of athlete, it is a person who is proficient in sports and other forms of physical exercise. Now, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't share the Nike definition of athlete, which is if you have a body, you're an athlete. I am particularly fond of that definition. And I want to be clear that we are all athletes and we all can be athletes. But the bottom line here is that athletes are typically driven by the way we test ourselves in a sport and in our fitness. That's kind of where it's not just I'm working out and I feel good and I'm an athlete, but like we are typically driven to test that. Um, and that can look at a lot of different ways, whether it's a, a race, whether it's a competitive event like a CrossFit competition, whether it's a roller derby game or a bout. Um, we like to put that to the test. And so we've lost the test. Like we have lost that in the traditional sense. And we need to find new ways to put our training to the test. And so I'm going to share some ideas with you. And I hope you're taking notes because as we're heading into a new year, this could be some ways that you can test your training and put your athletic prowess to the test. Because I mean, quite frankly, we have to think this way. Because these events in the traditional sense as we have defined them. I, I like to think they're not gone forever, but they're gone for now and possibly for a while. And it's important to, to be real about that. It's important to understand that and be real about that. And so how can you put your training to the test? First and the most obvious is virtual races. Um, and there's all sorts of, just like there's all sorts of you know, traditional races, there's all sorts of virtual races. There's one day virtual races, there's, you know, short, they're all, all short, medium, long distances. There's multi day, there's, you know, longer form, but, you know, some sort of virtual race that you're excited about. And the way I like to look for virtual races is I like to support the companies that 
have provided great experiences for me when we had traditional racing. So, you know, I, the OCR, you know, the Spartan race, the Spartan virtual races, I did a Tough Mudder challenge. I'm currently doing, uh, doing an awesome 80s race challenge because I've always loved the awesome 80s run. And so I wanted to support them. And so I'm doing their virtual race. So when you're looking for virtual races, think about the races that you've loved and the companies that you love. And, you know, I personally want to make sure that they are supported and we can keep them afloat so that when the time comes for us to get back to racing again, we can because they're still around. So support the companies that have supported you. You can do a regular virtual race, like a one day virtual race, or you can do a longer form virtual competition. I I really love those because they give me focus for a longer amount of time. So for example, this awesome 80s run competition that I'm doing right now, I'm running 80 miles in the month of November. So it's kept me focused that it's okay, I got to get my miles this week. And I got to make sure that I'm getting a regular amount of miles and I'm tracking them and I'm uploading them. And so it gives me nice focus for the entire month of November. And I'm supporting a company that I want to still be around when they're able to hold races again, because I've really enjoyed the races. You can also do DIY races. You can make your own race. And I'm actually going to give a shout out to a seasoned athlete listener. Her name is Celeste Decker. She does not know that I'm mentioning her right now. But uh, she just ran a self-supported 50k trail run. She just decided on this date, I'm going to do a 50k trail run. And it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be self-supported because We don't have races providing water stations for us. You have to do it yourself. So it takes a little extra planning, but she did it. Um, And that's, that's really key is that she chose a date and she trained for it. We have the ability to create our own race and schedule our own race and choose a date and hold yourself to it. We have that. We have the ability to do that. And so I just want to, I want to shout out Celeste because that was badass that she did that. Um, And you can too. So I've known people that have put together their own their own triathlon, like a DIY triathlon. That's a thing you can do. Get some friends together and plan it together. How cool and fun would that be, right? So, um, and then one last thing you can do is set a mileage goal for yourself. Just set a very specific mileage goal that's a little outside where you're at right now and set a date for it and put it on your calendar. And that's really the key to any of these is that, you know, just like in a traditional race, we need a race day. We need to know when that race is happening. We need a date that we're looking forward to, that we're inching ever closer to on the calendar, and that you hold yourself to that date. Treat it like it was a regular race. So that's a challenge I'm throwing down to you, is that take any one of those uh, four options I gave you, which uh, whether it be virtual race, longer form virtual competition, DIY, do-it-yourself race, or a mileage goal. Set a date on your calendar, and train for it. Okay, that's going to give you that feeling of competition. It may not be traditional, but I think the more you can adapt to this style, the more helpful it will be to help you reconnect with that athletic side of yourself. Okay, so competition is the first thing I wanted to get into. And one more thing, one more thing before I wrap up this topic. Uh, In episode 17 of the Season Athlete podcast, I had Hobie Call as a guest. He is an OG Spartan racer. Um, He was 40 years old when I interviewed him, and it was his retirement season. And he's considered a legend in the Spartan race and OCR community. And a quote of his that really stood out to me is that the competition isn't the test. The training is the test. The competition is the reward. So remember that it's all about the training. It's all about what you put into this goal. And then have that goal 
for yourself, have it written down on your calendar, make it real, and let that be your celebration. Okay, so that's the last, that's the last word I have on this topic. All right. So the second thing I want to address is community. For many of us, especially the weekend warriors among us, a big reason why we get into sports and why we stay in the sport is the community. You know, roller derby, when I was doing it, like it was always so, so hard. And there were probably like 8,000 times that I considered quitting. But it was the community that kept me there. These were my friends. These were my family. These were my people. They get me. A sporting community is unlike anything else out there. Um, This is going to be your group of friends who all are working towards similar goals, often working towards the very same goals you are. These are people who will typically encourage you to actually do things that are good for you. So when, you know, in your teen years and in your 20s, when you're hanging with the bad influences, well, these are the good influences. These these are people who will celebrate when you reach milestones. They're going to encourage you to adopt healthy habits and do things that are good for you. Like that's this crew. Um, These are people who will lift you up and celebrate you. And we all need more of that in our lives. And they're just people who get you. They understand you. And when we're talking about, you know, the wizards and the muggles, these are the wizards, right? These are the ones that it's like, we're, we're in this world that nobody even knows exists. <laughs> and a lot of times they don't. Like roller derby is a worldwide sport that many people don't even know exists. Like th- th- the muggle thing is true there. So um, right now we're just not getting that connection quite like we used to, but it doesn't make it any less important. We need that connection. And now we need to seek it out. It's not just going to be at a race. You know, I always knew when I went to a race, there are certain people that I was going to see no matter what. And I was always so excited to see them. Well, now we need to create reasons to connect. And here are some ideas I want to share with you around that to make it easier and more possible for you. One is regular virtual meetups. You know, get get a race team together, get a crew, the people that you saw at these races and do some happy hours, some meetups just to connect and say, hey, and say, you know, I'm so happy to see your face. Um, you can do group, group virtual race days. And I'm a big, big fan of this. I love group virtual race days. So back in April, um, I did a group virtual race day with some of my clients in my Ages No Obstacle group coaching program that I started at the beginning of the year. We were supposed to run the San Diego Spartan race together. We were going to do it in person together. And then, you know, COVID happened and the race was canceled and we couldn't run it together anymore. So instead we did it virtually, but we still treated it like a race day, just like I talked about in the last section. So I think it was supposed to be April 18th or something. I can't remember the actual date, but on the day of the actual race, we did the Spartan virtual version of this race. Each of us on our own, wherever we lived, we did the race. And then we had a set time that we got on Zoom and had an after party. And I told everybody, it's like, put on a medal. If you've done races before, grab an old medal, put it on. If you haven't done races before, make a medal. Uh, one of my clients who did the race, her daughter made her a medal, which I thought was really cute. Let's all wear a medal. Let's all have our beverage of choice, you know, your after party beverage of choice, and let's all celebrate together. So why not do that now? Why not make that a thing? So if you are doing a virtual race, get with a group of people, do the virtual race together all on the same day, and then do an after party and celebrate together. Get that feeling back of, you know, hanging after the race in the festival with your race buddies. Get that feeling back. You can absolutely do that. Who says you can't? I won't. Um, 
And then getting groups together to do longer virtual challenges. So, you know, for example, I uh, I got some of my gym crew to do the Tough Mudder Marvel Challenge about a month ago. They had a Marvel-themed challenge. It was a 21-day challenge. We all did it together. We shared videos um, of us doing each little individual task in the challenge. Um, we posted on our Facebook page. Like, we have a Facebook group, and we all shared videos of, of each of us doing the thing and celebrated and did all the things that community does. We just did it online. So if you're feeling alone and if you're feeling isolated and you're missing that feeling of community, these are a few things you can do with fellow members of your community who are likely feeling in a similar way and get that sense of connection and community back. All right. And then if you're looking for community and you don't know where to go, you can find it in the Ageless Women Athletes Facebook group. It's a Facebook group I created for women over 40 who want to stop feeling old and start living ageless. And even if you're almost there, if you're almost 40, go ahead and join. Um, so if you find Ageless Women Athletes on Facebook, you can join my group and you will find instant community there. It's women from a variety of different sports. Um, and now that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, we need to do some challenges in there. Like, I think it'd be fun. We got to do some challenges. So maybe we will take on a group challenge together and have a group after party. I can practice what I preach inside my own group. All right. The third thing I want to get into that's usually an essential part of being an athlete is coaching. So most athletes have coaches. Why do you need a coach? Well, sometimes we need an extra kick in the butt to get moving and keep moving. And I think the keep moving part is really key right now because some people have gotten moving, but they haven't figured out how to keep moving because they lose motivation. I mean, right now, for many, motivation to exercise is at an all-time low and I get that because, again, if you're motivated by races, competitions, and challenges, and you're not getting that, you're not feeling that, you don't have that, why train? Like, why even do it? And that's the question that so many people are asking themselves right now. Well, you might need some help. So in my experience uh, as a coach and an athlete is that the last thing I want to do is figure out my own workouts. I say, I t I say this all the time uh, because I create workouts for other people. That's what I do for a living. And so when it comes to my own, it's the last thing I want to do. And for the people whose workouts, the people, who, my clients, like they don't want to do their own workouts. That's why they come to me. I help them. So I'm just like you. I do not like planning my own workouts. So um, and the people who come to me for help, they might not exercise at all if they didn't hire me. So it's important. Like there's only so much that you can be expected to carry on your own before it's time to get help and get somebody to take that burden off of your shoulders, clear the path for you and make it as easy as possible for you to get up, get out and do the training every day. All right. So what are the benefits of investing in your own fitness? Number one, a coach can help you reconnect with a goal and give you as clear of a path as possible to get there. So if you are in that state right now where you do not feel connected to a goal because races and events are not happening, a coach can help you think creatively like we've been talking about through this episode. A coach can help you find a new way to set a goal or give you a different goal, help you change your goals so that you can continue to stay energized and motivated. A coach removes a hurdle of having to figure out your own workouts and again, removes the barriers preventing you from exercising. So it's our job, it's my job as a coach to remove the hurdles to make it as easy as possible for you to do the hard work 
It doesn't mean we're making your workouts easy. It just means that we're we're making the path nice and clear for you so that you don't have any other barriers in the way preventing you from doing what you got to do. Uh, a coach can keep you accountable. That's why a number of people come to me that you know that somebody is watching what you're doing or watching what you're not doing and uh, ensures that you do it. Uh, because it's hard to to be self-accountable 24-7. It's just hard. When you make an investment in a coach, you are putting skin in the game and you're more likely to show up and do the work. And that's just the truth. Anything that you invest money in, you're more likely to show up and actually try and get a return on that investment. And so if you're reluctant to do that, but you're also having trouble being consistent with your workouts, uh, focusing on a goal that is both energizing and achievable, maybe it's time to invest in yourself. Because investing in a coach is investing in you, ultimately, because you're the one that's going to reap the rewards and the benefits from investing in a coach. So if you've fallen off completely, it may just be time for you to seek out external help. Before we wrap, I'm just going to give you my three hot tips as sort of a summary on how to reconnect with your inner athlete. Number one, think outside the box for what competition looks like for you. Because, you know, as athletes, that's that's what drives us. We like to put our training to the test. And then when you land on whatever that is, set a date, write it on your calendar, and hold yourself to it. And then when you reach that date and you complete that competition, set a new one. Find a new one, put a new date on that calendar. And maybe you change it up. Maybe you're, you're doing a running race uh, for your next training block and then you're going to do a cycling race or you're doing a triathlon or you're doing an ultra. You could change it up and that, that keeps things exciting. Number two, reconnect with community, whether it be for social time or for group competitions. And if you want a really quick and easy place to find community, look up Ageless Women Athletes on Facebook and uh, request to be invited into that group of amazing women who are all seeking to live like athletes and get yourself a coach so you can have support and focus on your training and you can reach those goals and you can really reconnect with that athletic side of yourself. Listen, working from home can be hard and working out from home can be even harder. Figuring out when you can fit a workout in, what workout you should do, how often to work out, it can all be so stressful. And that's if you even have the motivation to exercise in the first place. That's why I put together the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want, which you can download for free at robinleggett.com guide. This guide will walk you through some simple action steps you can take to amp up your motivation and easily fit home-based workouts into your daily life. In turn, you will boost your energy, feel better than you have in a long time, and get back to crushing your goals. You can download the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want for free at robinleggett.com guide.